Hey guys, hope you guys have been enjoying every uh, episode that's been out. And I'm going to start this off with something that I that was on my mind. It's still on my, I mean, it's on my mind right now. So I want to be sure to put this out there. Um, came up as uh, it came up during a, a Facebook post of uh, some pictures from I think the Thornberry Quarter Abastar the Abastar line episode where I moved to Whitehall and back decided to start a rock band again. Uh, most of the pictures actually from me from this time frame from literally probably 2005 or before back in the Midwest Avenue days all the way up to like 2009. Every picture of me was probably taken by a great friend of mine at the time. And I mean, I still consider her a great friend. I don't see her hardly ever anymore. But uh, Shannon Steele. So big shout out to Shannon Steele for <laughs> all the, she She would go on. We talk about her in this episode where uh, she was a very integral part to uh, my social media presence. She really helped out at the time, like uh, with the MySpace and the YouTube presence and whatnot. So really appreciate her a lot. And uh, she's got a podcast of her own where they talk about some games and things like that. And uh, maybe we'll get her on this podcast and uh, we'll talk to her about like what in the heck she's been up to. Give us an excuse to, to visit. So Shannon, if you're listening to this, let me know if you're interested. I think it'd be a fun time. So after Abastarline kind of faded out, I uh, continued putting on shows at the local YMCA building in Root House. And just to kind of summarize what the YMCA building was in Root House, it's no longer there, but it was uh, basically a Morton building. It's not like the YMCA's you see in the bigger cities with like the swimming pools, basketball courts, and all the rock climbing and all that good stuff. This YMCA, basically, you walked in the front door, there's a little desk there, then an open room where they had a lot of uh, workout classes, stepping classes, and they had some weights in there, like free weights. Then the second room you walked into that was separated by a sliding wall, basically a sliding door, but it went the whole length of the building. Uh, behind that was like a little kitchen and some uh, tables, like where you could have like little family events and different things. Then the third room, straight on back, was the full-on gym. Had the bench press and the whole nine back there. So it's pretty cool little building. It was great. I mean, for a town of 3,000 people, what more could you ask for, you know? So, yeah, we put on a lot of shows there. I connected through a lot of a lot of people, uh, bands through MySpace at the time, which really uh, was the place to be. This Like, Facebook was not like it is these days, and there was no Instagram, Snapchat, none of that good stuff. MySpace was where the P-A-R-D was. I still miss it sometimes. I love the functionality of it. It seemed to, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I really liked it a lot. A lot of people I talked to still uh, think back to those days. And I still continued playing shows at the uh, Dugatti Coffee Shop in Jacksonville, Illinois, that is now known as the Three-Legged Dog. So if you guys are up in Jacksonville, you guys can swing through there and check out the Three-Legged Dog. But I remember my first show uh, moving back that was uh, prior to like the Abba Starline days. I played my first like real like acoustic solo show that kind of started the bug for me uh, to uh, pursue something solo wise as opposed to doing the rock band stuff. Was playing a show at Mugshots Coffee Shop in Quincy, Illinois, and uh, Quincy was always great to me. I uh, made a lot of good connections there and met a lot of great people. And like I said, I'd book a local acts of the YMCA in Root House, Illinois, uh, over MySpace and whatnot. And I decided that I uh, needed to uh, really push for this solo thing since I didn't have a band at the time and couldn't really 
uh, my, just my focus was really going on to my solo stuff, so I decided I was going to record an album. Didn't have the money to go into a big studio, so I decided that I was going to learn how to master, uh, or not, wouldn't say master, but learn how to record myself in multi-track recording sessions. So I downloaded this program called uh, Cool Edit Pro, which is now known as Adobe Audition. And I learned how to record uh, multi-track recording sessions there uh, in that program uh, through trial and fire, let me tell you. And uh, yeah, a multi-track uh, session, just to let you guys know, is basically like I, could, I would record, like say, the rhythm guitar part, come back in, record the lead vocal, come back again on the third track and record the lead guitar parts or other little guitar parts and then background vocals after that. You could layer it. There was like, I don't know, I never used all the tracks. There was like 64 or something like that. But yeah, you could uh, basically record a whole song and play all the parts yourself. So it's pretty cool. A lot of people still do that today. So yeah, that's what I did. And I, uh, when I record, I had the 10 songs picked out for my first album. I was like, what am I going to call this? Am I going to name it after one of the songs? Uh, and just to state at this point, this is like the beginning of what is known as the SJP day. Scott Joseph Ferris, that's P-H-A-R-E-S, which is my real last name, my birth name. Uh, Scott Wyatt is the stage name. And uh, like I said in a couple episodes back, we'll get into uh, how the stage name came to be and what that process was. It was a really uh, integral part in my career, so to say. And uh, I think you guys would find that, that uh, process really interesting. So uh, I decided I was going to name this album Playing With Monkeys, which was the silliest name. And I think I, I, I named it that because I thought it was funny and people would get a kick out of it. It would be an eye catcher. And uh, my buddy Justin Isity made like some artwork of it. I remember uh, had me in the middle and then two monkeys like with sunglasses and suits looking off to the right and left to the side of me. It was pretty hilarious. And I wish I could find that. Maybe, uh, Justin, if you're listening to this and you got that, uh, shoot it over to me. I'd be surprised if you did because this has been a while back. Probably many computers and hard drives ago. But I, record, I, I recorded this album in a spare bedroom in my grandparents' house, which is now used as my uh, grandpa's uh, little man cave. <laughs> Uh, but that room was very integral to my music career. I spent a lot of time playing music in there. Basically, became a hermit my junior year in high school, and just sitting there and learned how, to, like, just worked on songwriting and recording. So, and yeah, that's basically where the magic happened, so to say. And at this time, like I said, MySpace was like where the party was, and uh, so I uh, uploaded. Uh, I think. I think at this time we could upload like two or three tracks to your MySpace music page. And uh, it was it was in no time because of all the great support we had for the local area people uh, coming to the shows and whatnot. I was at this time is when I really uh, saw the effect of, you know, the friendly support I got from all the good people in the area. I was I remember waking up my first day and having over 100 myspace plays on my songs and i was like man this is wild but i was averaging after that like 50 to 100 plays a day which blew my mind and at this point was when i got really introduced to uh, another side of the music business i was offered a clothing sponsorship which i obviously agreed to it was a very simple deal when i say clothing sponsorship it's 
That can mean a lot of things. Uh, but basically, I'll tell you about it. It was with a company called Steez Clothing, S-T-E-Z. S-T, two E's and a Z. Steez Clothing. And it's still around today. Uh, basically, the deal was they would help promote my music through their brand as long as I wore their T-shirts. And it was for a year, and I did that. So it's pretty cool. And uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. So speaking of uh, when I had the open of the show and I talked about my friend Shannon Steele and she was a huper a huper <laughs> man that is a huge supporter mixed together a huper <laughs> and I'm leaving this in there this episode is not getting chopped up and edited I wouldn't leave that in there a hooper supporter a super huge supporter <laughs> or a huge super supporter there we go <laughs> oh boy my goodness but uh, like I said, she took like all the video, all the pictures and videos that you will see from this time, basically. And uh, she used her video camera, I remember, uh, to we. She came up with this idea to put on what's called a secret show, which is what kind of what we branded it as. And she invited uh, different people from the local area that w- that were very frequent to coming out to the local shows. And uh, I played an acoustic show in. Uh, in the living room of her parents' house, and like everybody just all kind of sitting around, and literally like for each song, everybody was super quiet and listened and had a good time. And it was at that moment that I, I that, that after that night, I remember going home and thinking, I'm like, man, I think I really got something here, you know. I uh, just feeling the support and the and the fun times that we had during that night. It was just. It was one of the things that just kind of gives you that extra push to keep going, if that makes sense, uh, to uh, pursue the music thing long term, you know, like I, which is all I really ever wanted to do. So, yeah, thank you to everybody that was there. If you are listening to this, I know some of you guys do still. And uh, some people ask me about the SJP days, which is probably one of the most memorable parts of what I've done so far. And... Um, but yeah, I appreciate all you guys so much. You guys did a lot for me as a young kid just trying to figure out what in the heck's going on in this world, you know. So along with putting uh, shows on the local YMCA, I was still playing uh, shows in Jacksonville, Illinois, and Springfield, Illinois, as well as Quincy. I also put on a lot of shows in my hometown, Whitehall, which was three miles from Root House, basically the same thing. Uh, we share a high school together, but in Whitehall, there was this building called the Seton Hall. And which was owned by a church, which is owned by a church in my hometown. It's still there, and events still get put on there. And it was at that point that I decided that I was going to go all in on MySpace, and then uh, it was and MySpace was huge at the time. So I would go on to record a few more albums in my uh, grandparents' uh, spare bedroom, uh, which I'll be talking about in the next episode. So I'm gonna uh, we're, this episode's going to come to a fade right now. Now I'm going to drop you some uh, songs right after I get done yapping my gums here and uh, you're going to hear some of the very first recordings I did in my uh, grandparents spare bedroom on the cool edit pro machine I tell you what so I hope you guys enjoy this uh, here's some songs from the playing with monkeys album You in the morning to 
Whoa! 
No matter how long the long 